This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, welcome back. Overtime, Scott Jackson with you here. Final hour on 106.7 The Fan. As promised, we will... uh... Uh, talk Washington football with the Mouth of the South, the cover specialist and the co-host of the Washington Football Post Game Show with myself, the one only Fred Smoot. Good enough to join us this evening. Smoot, how's it going, buddy? It's going on now, brother Jackson. How you doing? Good. You getting ready for a big, uh, long Labor Day weekend, a little, little extra? You got a little extra in the tank for the big, long weekend? Yes, I do. You know, first of all, college football is back. You know, so I had yes. a long weekend of watching me some good college football. And, and after that, you know, of course, just saying farewell to the summer, you know? That's right. Now, were you surprised that some of the players the Washington football team said farewell to in final cuts? Anything surprise you from the final cuts? I know you and I, the last, you know, post-game show talked about Jimmy Moreland didn't exactly make the strongest statement that night. And little did we know it was going to cost him his job. Yeah, you, you know, you had to be seeing uh, how lethargic his play looked. And, and and then I had to think to myself, you know, what could have did that? Maybe the arrival of, of Benjamin St. Juice to try, kind of, you know, up in that third corner spot, I think it emotionally maybe got to Jimmy. And I never would have thought that we would put the people's corner on a corner. You know, I, I didn't ever think we would be the people to do that. I just thought he was too good. I thought he was a good number three. But that makes him a great number four. So that, I think it has to be something else. Maybe Jimmy wasn't giving the best on special teams or something like that because those last, last five or six spots, special teams has a lot to do with who fill those spots. So I think that's what happened to Jimmy. But I know he's a guy that will be picked up soon. Well, I mean, he's on the practice squad, so he's got a chance to obviously, you know, you know how it goes. Things change quickly uh, in this league, so it could work for him. Um, but you liked McTire, I know. You like Daryl Roberts. So those two guys do make the final roster. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess you know we'll, we may see both of them right away on special teams. Well, McTire, he, he covered his way on this team because he had sticky covers all training camp and all of the preseason games. And every time he got a chance, to make a play on the ball, 
he made a play on the ball, so he earned that spot. And I think it came down to who could play special teams better when it came to the spot that Roberts took. He's a bigger body than most people think. He's a veteran. He's been around the corner, too. So I think they want to add some people that already been there, done that, to that back end. And you also got to look at the number of safeties they kept. That tells me uh, kind of what they probably want to do on defense. Uh, maybe, a, you know, that's when you look at the fact that they only kept for a linebacker. They tell me they're probably shopping for a veteran linebacker to add to it to make at least five or six linebackers. And it also tells me they're going to play a lot of safety-heavy uh, coverages and looks now that I see how many safeties that they kept. Well, you know, it is interesting that you, you bring that up because we talked a lot about, man, where is the depth of these corners, right? Like, what is what is going on here? I mean, are, do, we have, do they have any corners? I mean, but now, I mean, excuse me, linebackers. We're talking about the linebackers. They have all the corners. They, they were deep in safety. But where's the depth of the linebacker? And I, you know, I saw they brought David Mayo back the other day, uh, you know, who they signed the offseason after they put um, – you know, Forrest on the IR, but, you know, it's still an area that you got to think they're going to be shopping in case somebody becomes available. Well, I do know it's a Mississippi State Bulldog out there by the name of Ben Derrick McKinney, uh, 6'4", 265 pounds, can plug the A and the B gap, C gap, can play Mike, uh, Will, Sam. He's one of those guys that uh, I think you can add to the repertoire and have the mm-hmm. team I instantly. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people have wondered why, you know, this team didn't, uh, you know, go go after uh, K.J. Wright. But why is K.J. Wright still available, right? Like, nobody's picked him up. It's strange. Well, I, no, he, he just got picked up today by uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, there you go. Well, of course. Team, I think of course, the, the Raiders. What was going on with K.J. was the fact that I think his price tag was too high yeah. for a lot of people considering his age uh, on the back end of 30s. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, there you go. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I said Jimmy Moore. Jimmy Moreland was not brought back on practice squad. He was waived, and they say with an injury designation, he's got a knee injury. I don't know. Anyway, um, what, you know, you and I talked a lot about. It. I didn't think this was much of a, a decision to be made, although the guy is back on the practice squad. But uh, I thought the Peyton Barber thing was pretty cut and dry. Um, but he is on the team's practice squad. What What did you make of that? I mean, I think you and I both had agreed that Jared Patterson. I, I really thought pretty quickly had, had proven that he belonged to the roster. Well, that's the thing about it. You can't have a great story like Jared Patterson and not have some misery on the back end when you talk yeah. about somebody else. All right, so at the end of the day, when you look at it, it's a numbers game. And what, what Patterson showed him, not only can I help you first through third down, I can pass block and I can run back kickoff. Right, so that gives him a leg up on Peyton Barber, but you see they still rushed him to the practice squad because he's somebody that they still want to keep around. And that's what it basically comes to, Jack. You know, it ain't favorites. It's nothing. It comes to a number crunch game. And I'm sorry, 51 through 53 are interchangeable all the way through the year. So it's one of those things where we'll see a revolving door with those two uh, uh, positional uh, uh, roster spots. Fred Smith with us, post-game show co-host of me on the Washington Football Post-Game Show. You'll hear us after the Chargers game uh, in a week from Sunday. All right, so th- there is, you know, still no Curtis Samuel at practice at this point. You know, Ron Rivera said he was still confident that they would have him early next week, which would, you know, give him enough time to ramp up for uh, the game in week one. Should people be concerned about this at this point, that we still have not seen him uh, practice with his teammates and just on the side? 
Well, it's one of these things where anytime you get fast twitch guys, real speed guys, soft muscle injuries is what they they they, they chronically have these things because yeah. they don't they, they don't know how to control their speed sometimes. So this is something that we're just going to have to understand. It's going to be a nagging injury, especially when you talked about the groin injury. It, it, it's always one step away from uh, being re-injured. It's always on the back of your mind. and always you don't feel good until you feel good. So I think Coach did a great job of not rushing him back. Rushing him back yeah. for what? All right, he knows this playbook better than anybody on the team. All right, so at the end of the day, he's been there, done that with the playbook. No reason to rush him back. The only thing concerning me is if you can't run, how are you going to get in shape? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of important, right? I guess you can uh, – can you pedal your way into shape? <laughs> uh, no, not game shape, not game shape. So that's why right. he's going to tell me it's going to take him some, you know, a week or so, a week or so to just really, you know, get the dust off and kind of yeah. really get the moving and really not just get the moving but mentally know that his growing is okay. Yeah, and look, they kept seven receivers, and I think we discussed this. We were talking final cuts. There was a good chance they might keep seven receivers because of the concern with, with you know Samuel's health, and it, it seems like that's what they did. Now, maybe some people will be surprised that they kept Dax Milne over AGG or um, you know Carter. Although I, I think Carter was a no-brainer with the way he returned punts, um, you know, in, in the preseason. No, Carter was the keeper. Dax Milne. That that one that one shocked me. I thought I thought we had already basically cut and pasted him for the practice squad. So yeah. he can turn into Adam Thielen in three years. But all of a sudden, this guy makes the roster, and and, and then that that only gives you one big body receiver in Sim. and that's why I thought AJ, I mean uh, AGG made this team. But maybe the fact that Dax can return punts and do stuff on special teams, and AGG is not really a special teammate, that hurt him. Yeah, and they were able to get him on practice squad. I mean, also, you know, the calculations are interesting. Like, maybe they just felt, you know, who they could get through and who they couldn't get through. Or maybe it was just like, hey, we're, we're willing to lose this guy versus, you know, versus Mill, which is going to boil down to, too. Because you're definitely putting, you know, things to risk. I know these coaches, you know, they talk to a lot of people. They scout a lot of things. And the, and the, and the uh, front offices do the same for them. You know, they, they kind of do their own, like, mocks of who teams are going to cut and to have an idea who's going to be available and who could possibly be in the market. But the fact that they got everybody back, and and I don't know if they wanted Steven Montez back or not, I guess he would be the only one they didn't get back because the Lions took him, thankfully, um, is, uh, is, a cre- is a credit to the game of poker they played, I think, because they got everybody back that they, that they wanted back, it looks like. Yeah, that, that, that means, especially when you know you're going to have to cut somebody that's talented. And I've always wondered the psyche of coaches. What happened when you cut a guy and he turns into Antonio Pierce? Are you cut a guy and he, and, he, and he literally hunts you for the next 12 years? I know, especially when you're doing it only off of a number game and he's the guy you maybe want to keep. I know that has to really burn on the inside of a coach, especially when he knew the only reason we cut the guy was because of a numbers game. Oh, you could be like Cam Newton right now and, and not know what's going on or what's going to happen. So it's, it's, different thing. it's different levels to it. Yeah, uh, that was an interesting one. I mean, I think we kind of saw that, that that was a possibility when, when – uh, 
you know, he got the the late, you know, you got to stay away from the facility uh, notice for the, the COVID protocols. And, you know, Mac Jones was able to take advantage of it. And, and Mac Jones played well, you know, when he, when he played before that. But, you know, Cam was actually having a pretty good preseason. But that's kind of a Belichick move, right? Go go young, go in and do it now. Hey, and I have, hey, if I was Cam News age, this is what I would do. I would call up the Houston, Texas. All right? And I will put Cam Newton behind Tyrod Taylor because for the last decade, if you play behind Tyrod for at least one game, you're going to the Pro Bowl because Josh Allen <laughs> played behind him and took his job. Lamar Jackson played behind him and took his job and went to the Pro Bowl. Justin yeah. Herbert took his job and went to the Pro Bowl. So the magic thing is to back up Tyrod Taylor and let Tyrod Taylor situation happen, and then you go back to glory. Uh, Fred Smoots with us here on <laughs> Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. All right, in case I don't talk to you before uh, opening week, what what do you uh, what, how do you see this matchup with the, with the Chargers, and what worries you about uh, playing you know Justin Herbert and that offense if you're if you're looking at it from the Washington perspective? Uh really the fact that get any quarterbacks that gave us problems last year is the quarterbacks that can get outside the pocket and run. All right? They re- they make you respect your own pass rush. You can't rush fully up the field. You have to rush and make sure you find that quarterback. So Herbert in himself is the person that I'm worried about. And also the fact that, let's be honest, the Chargers have a very, from Joe Bosa to the Bosa to uh, James, Darwin James, they have talent from the front to the back to the wide receivers. So it's going to be a great test for our team. Luckily, the West Coast teams haven't fared well coming to the East Coast to play 1 o'clock games. So we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, that was a nice little wrinkle in the schedule that uh, could be a big schedule advantage for Washington for sure. Getting the West Coast team at a 1 o'clock kickoff in week one. Um, we'll see uh, – See if that works out well for them. All right, my man. Well, enjoy your uh, weekend. I will uh, talk to you if I don't see you before a week from Sunday. Have a great, uh, have a great uh, memorial. I keep saying Memorial Day. My God, Labor Day weekend. Yeah. Jeez, it's Labor yeah, Day. Like, say, it's September. What, what, what year are you in? Are you still in 2020? I had a concussion. You remember, I was leaving the press box uh, last week, and uh, I hit my head yeah, on the back yeah, of the I, thing. I, 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 <laughs> I forgot you did do that crate challenge and hurt yourself. <laughs> You're not going to see me doing those great challenges. I'll tell you that right now. All right, Smoot, have a great weekend, man. I'll see you next Sunday at the stadium. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, brother. Thank you. Fred Smoot, Mouth of the South, with us here on Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. He is also Team Red Wolves. Thank God we got out of a, a Washington football conversation without him howling and doing that Red Wolves crap. Oh, my God. Can't deal with that. All right. Um, coming up, uh, hear what Ron Rivera to say today about Curtis Samuel. We'll play that for you and his availability, and if it is a thing to be concerned about as we get closer to the start of real football a week from Sunday when Washington will take on the Los Angeles Chargers. It just doesn't sound right, does it? It should be San Diego. It's overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, welcome back. Scott Jackson with you. Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. We've got... Another half, well, what am I saying? 40 minutes to go. College football has already got underway. CNC State jumped on South Florida early, 10-zip. Um, I, I am in a place where I can't get the Big Ten network, so I have no idea what's going on there. But uh, anyway, I'm seeing a lot of people melt down about comp- calls and things on the Twitter. Uh, earlier today, uh, Washington football team had the practice. Once again, there was no... Uh, Curtis Samuel practice for them. Of course, the prize free agent this offseason came over from Carolina, a guy that was supposed to unlock a lot of things for this offense, but he has not been able to practice with the team yet. Yeah, he's worked out on the side, all that kind of fun stuff, but not any full go yet for one Curtis Samuels. Today, Ron Rivera was asked about his level of concern and confidence about having him ready for week one. Yeah, I mean, Nicky, the truth of the matter is if, if he was ready to go, great. If he wasn't, I, I'm not as concerned just because of who we have. I, I feel very comfortable with that receiver room. I think it's a, it's a good room. There's a lot of speed. There's a lot of talent. You know, uh, Curtis brings a little something extra, um, and, and, and you'd miss him, obviously. But, you know, we have guys that can, you know, do some of the things that he does. He was also asked today if Samuel could be like, you know, on a pitch count or a rep count in week one. He says, no, it'll be all or nothing. He'll either be ready, which would be great. And if he's not ready, great. We, and he just talked about guys that feel comfortable with and, and doing things he can do. Um, so who would benefit if he didn't play? Well, <laughs> Tanami Brown, your rookie. Uh, DeAndre Carter, potentially as well. Dax Milne could be, um, you know, all those guys would be active. And I think the interesting thing will be if he is active, if he's active, I would I would suspect Dax Milne will be the guy that's down. I, th- I don't think they're going to make Dax Milne come in as the number one punt returner. Uh, he's not going to be in front of Carter in week one. My suspicion is he was, you know, he got that last roster spot in part because of the concern about Samuel and the fact that they wanted to keep seven receivers here early because of it. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll keep seven receivers all year, even if he's completely healthy. But I would suspect at some point they won't. Uh, it seems like a lot, but maybe they will. It just, again, injuries can change a lot of forecasts for everything. Now, Chase Young did not practice today, but apparently it is a non-COVID illness issue. So that is good to see. 
So always do that whole thing. You gotta you gotta say if it's COVID or not. You know, people are sick. You know, it's like, uh, is it? You know, it's, like, it's always gonna be like non-COVID related illness. They have to go through that whole thing uh, these days because that's kind of important. Because if it isn't, then you know you could have a uh, outbreak in your hands like the Titans did just a week ago. William Jackson was back too. He has kind of been limited for a while. Rivera said he looked good. A uh, couple good days of work. Good to see him out there. I mean, really did not see a whole heck of a lot of him. In the preseason, um, so certainly another guy they paid. I mean, Tim and Samuel, the guys you paid two, you know, Samuels you went out and paid for in the offseason. Those are the guys you want to you want to see play. You know, Curtis Samuel and and Jackson. They were that's where the big money was spent in the offseason. I mean, they got they got Fitzpatrick, quite frankly, for starting quarterback on a on a you know a very cheap deal. The guys you went out and paid for that you expect to be here for years to come and that you expect to be upgrades from the guys you previously had in those positions were Curtis Samuel and William Jackson. You think Jackson's an upgrade from Darby, although they wanted to keep Darby, but he got a better deal elsewhere. Jackson was highly rated, um, and they think he gives them some flexibility. They can play more man. They can do some things differently, and we'll see. And I'm looking forward to seeing you know, St. Juiced out there you know, as a rookie, it's they just showed a lot of confidence in him to cut Moreland. Not that Moreland was a world beater by any means, but Moreland played in games. I mean, he played in it in pro games. I mean, don't underestimate that. And yeah, Moreland, in, in a sense, was somewhat disappointing that he never became the playmaker that he was in college um, or was in practice for that matter. I mean, guy made pra- <laughs> I mean, the guy made pra- plays in Richmond all the time, you know, or in training camp in Ashburn. But, you know, in the games, he, he wasn't really the playmaker that he was, you know, the reputation of being when he came into the league. And St. Eustace is just, you know, again, just a big guy. You know, they gave him 25, like everybody seems to get for big cornerbacks that, uh, you know, are Richard Sherman size, and that's kind of where he is. So, um, you know, a lot of confidence shown, and these are defensive-minded coaches. Ron Rivera, the head coach, and obviously you know, Jack Del Rio's got a big say on his defensive personnel. I mean, you, you know, a very, very big amount of confidence they have in him. And remember last year they played Camp Curl, even before Atlanta Collins got her Camp Curl would get on the field in nickel situations. And, you know, there's a lot of confidence there. And, I, and I, this was not, it doesn't appear to be covered today, at least from what I'm reading from Ron Rivera, but, you know, where's Jamin Davis going to be? It, and nobody's really going to probably know until the game starts in week one or, you know, they maybe announce it prior to the game. Is he really going to stay in the middle? You know, they, they did that in part to teach him the defense um, to start the season, or is John Bostic going to be playing over there? And, you know, the, the linebacker thing's a little bit of a concern. They, they can't afford an injury to any of the three starters. Um they're already thin there. You know, this is a position that I was actually a little surprised they didn't spend. I, I kind of thought they could, could take two linebackers in the first three rounds. They took one instead, um, you know, because it was definitely a big position of need going in, coming out of last year. Looked like they could use two starters there. Instead, they decided just to get one in the draft, and now they're where they are with it. And unless something changes, you know, in the next few weeks with somebody that becomes available – I think uh, this is who they're going to have this year and maybe not playing, you know, maybe just at times playing with more DBs, maybe playing with an extra down lineman as they did at times. I mean, this is a team that struggled against a run last year. 
and we'll see if uh, they can be better against it this season. But uh, the linebacker room's not quite where it needs to be, and I think they're well aware of that. But this might be one of those things that you they clearly can't handle until next offseason because it's a little too late now to, to find another quality starting linebacker. All right, 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. How concerned will you be if Curtis Samuel is not available for week one? Is it a must? <laughs> I don't know if it's a must in week one, but how big of a concern is it? I think Fred Smith hit on it. I think the, the bigger issue beyond week one is it's a groin injury. Is it something that's going to be with him uh, throughout the season or is it something that he can get over and, and get back on the field and stay on the field? And look, if missing week one means – you know, he's going to be on the field, you know, in a better position when he, when he, when he returns, then so be it. Then, then be smart about it. And again, my suspicion is the reason there's seven receivers on the 53 is because they're, they're really hedging their bets. They're not sure when this guy's going to be ready. And I think that's why you have seven receivers at this moment, but that's just my, my, uh, I'd say educated guess. I think there's a little education behind it. Maybe not much education. Maybe weren't really great grades of education for me, but I do have a little bit of one. All right, 800-636-1067. Get your thoughts on that. And how about Vegas liking Washington to win the division? That's a little bit – I'm actually a little surprised by that. I, I was sure America was going to jump on America's team. We'll get to that coming up. It's uh, Overtime. Scott Jackson with you here on 1067 The Fan. In uh, week one right now, an underdog with the uh, – with um, with the Chargers in Week One, who are a, a minus a minus one at this point. San, or excuse me, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. Somebody is uh, Ross sells me that um, Ross Rudder is that how you say this guy? Ross Rudder. Linnell has shared this with me. Says, okay, is it me? I'm listening to one hundred six seven. Scott Jackson is on, and I just keep thinking of Salve doing his impression. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I've heard Sally does it. I can't imagine he does not have nearly enough testosterone to do my voice. But I understand he's trying to, and you know, I, I'm glad that you know we can help out Chris and Pete. You know, you know, with some content daily. That's good. I'm glad uh, you know they uh, they do that. I suppose you know it's flattering. I mean, I guess. <laughs> but also, I'm like, you know, guys got nothing better to do. I mean, come on, you know. But hey, that's cool. I'm glad Solly's, you know, I'm glad Solly's working. Good, good for him. Yeah, Solly told me about this, and he, but he wouldn't do it for me. I was on the, um, on a podcast with him recently, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it for me. So, I guess at some point I'll have to listen for it. So, Linnell, you'll have to uh, hit me up when he does it, so, so I know to jump on board and hear it. But I have not heard it, um, and all the years I worked with him, I don't remember him ever doing it. I remember him doing try. Well, excuse me. I remember attempting to do many others over the over the last few months, <laughs> over the last, several years, excuse me, but I've not uh, I've not seen it, um, or heard it in this case. More importantly, however, I will be sure to check it out next time. So somebody like maybe I can get like an alert. Can I like sign up for an alert on the Odyssey app or something if it's happening? Then then I'll know to jump on. I mean I mean I don't know. Just something would be helpful if we could do it. Anyway, by the way, a week from tonight, most people in this area, in the listening audience, will be rooting for Tom Brady and the Buccaneers because they'll be playing the Cowboys. Your second favorite team is always the team playing Dallas. At least that used to be the way. I know we got a lot of these kids around here that uh, 
and some of them are kids or old. They're like Dallas, you know, whatever. Wanted to, wanted to, uh, you know, rebel against mom and dad. Didn't get the car when they were a kid. Whatever it might have been, you know, just stand out. Just wanted to be different. So you rooted for the Cowboys, you know. Some people picked up, you know, cigarette smoking. Some people drank. Some people did drugs. You you chose to root for the Cowboys, and that's you know. Fortunately, um, there are no like clinics for that. I mean, you could quit smoking. You could certainly go to like a rehab center if you had an addiction. But yeah, I mean, most of these Cowboys people, they kind of it's like, kinda, like they're kind of stuck with it. You know, they can't get rid of it, which is which is a shame. But anyway, the uh, the Bucks, I believe, are at last check a good touchdown plus favorite. And I don't know how many people watch Hard Knocks. I've, man, I've, I've really slogged through it this year. I still have to watch the end of the third episode. Um, I got about halfway through it. A couple things jump out. Number one, that star thing, like the, the, the facility is amazing. I mean, say what you want about the franchise, you know, and all that. It's all fair. You can hate Jerry Jones all you want. I mean, I'm, I'm all down with all that stuff. But that facility is amazing. And I understand now when I hear you know, the, the ideas for what Washington football wants to do, wherever the stadium ends up, that they want to have the practice facility. They want to have this whole state of the art thing. And I'm like, well, you know, how do you make it work year round? It seems like it's, you know, football stadiums don't really work year round. Most places they're, you know, they're used for your 10 games. Now, I guess it's 10 games now with the two preseason or eight regular season or however it ends up working on a 17 game schedule, whatever it is, you get 10 home games, you know, Concerts. We got a million concert venues around here. You don't, you know, there's a few concerts, stadium shows. Not many places can fill up stadiums anyway. Not many acts can, I should say. A few of those, you make it a soccer friendly or two, maybe, you know, World of Wheels, you know, whatever. It's just, it's not like a arena. It's not like, you know, Capital One. They can have concerts all the time. Back when we get in the concert world, they can have trade shows and all these other things. So, you know, there's certainly, it's more of a year round facility. Whereas, you know, football stadiums, not really so much. And they take up a lot of space and nobody wants to live next door to them. But you throw in this, you know, this wrinkle with these state-of-the-art, you know, ridiculous practice facilities. And they use it for high school in Texas. The one that's that little mini stadium they have there that they practice indoors with is incredible. Uh, they have like, you know, this shopping area and they've like, People are doing like yoga classes on hard knocks and they're showing the video of the drone flying over it. It's kind of crazy, um, but it's amazing. I mean, and they have, and I know Frisco is also where they have like um, the Conference USA basketball tournaments with the men's and women's there every year. So they have other things that can they, they can do there as well. And, you know, that, this is what this area needs. I mean, the East Coast could use a retractable dome basket, you know, stadium that could be used for the Final Four for basketball. I mean, they, the NCAA would love to have another option outside of Georgia. You know, obviously New York didn't do the retractable dome when they, when they built MetLife. So there's no place, but they want to be like in the Northeast. They want to be near basketball. They need a bigger facility and they don't have one. Whatever comes with this new stadium, whenever it happens, if it ever happens, feels like it's never going to happen, but it's going to happen at some point. It's got to be retractable. Or the practice facility's got to be big enough that they can fit basketball in there. Now, they're not going to be big enough to do a Final Four in there, but they could do maybe some regional tournaments, what have you. But the major stadium, you know, and I know they care about natural grass, and that's fine. You can still do It's been proven you can do natural grass now with a retractable. We've seen that out in Arizona. 
Now, granted, the climate's not the same here, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and vote on science here. You could do it, and it would do very well for you, and that's where, you, that's where you'd make your money with Final Fours and some other events. And yes, dare I say, a Super Bowl someday you could host. And my God, they played an outdoor Super Bowl in New York, which is the stupidest idea ever, and it happened. They, they, you know, if you had a retractable, you should be able to get a, sh a shot at doing an indoor one. So anyway, and I know that's not ideal because people hate the idea of this team ever playing indoors, but hey, money's money. And if you're trying to you know, build a place that's relevant for just beyond the 10 dates of football, you, and you have to, people aren't just bending over backwards to build football stadiums these days, <laughs> you know, because they're obviously rather expensive. Everything's expensive right now, and they have to be more than just those 10 dates. They, they got to bring more to it than that. And Dallas has figured it out. Jerry Jones, you know, bless him. He's a smart business guy. Um, and he's got a lot of money, and he tells you that in Hard Knocks on several occasions, if you haven't seen it yet this year. And the other big takeaway beyond the star being a really nice place is, um, wow, uh, I see why Aaron Rodgers absolutely was tearing his hair out in Green Bay with Mike McCarthy. Woo! <laughs> what a dope. I mean, this guy, wow. I mean, those are supposed to be inspirational speeches. Are you serious? I mean, it's almost like somebody playing the part of a coach like in a, on a bad TV show. I mean, honestly, Al Pacino was more believable in that god-awful movie uh, that he was in about football how many years ago now. He was more believable as an NFL coach, well, there was some other league, right, than Mike McCarthy is, who actually has a Super Bowl. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, bless him. He, he rode Aaron Rodgers' coattails to it, but he got it. Um, but, man, wa watching him with this Dallas team, whew, if you're a little uneasy as a Cowboys fan watching that, I don't know if you're paying attention. You should be though. You definitely should be because it is not does not come off like a real confident, competent kind of guy. I mean, these momentum days and like showing the guys like video. He's showing like movie clips of you know of irrelevant movies that none of these guys would understand. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't make any sense what he was doing. But hey, I'm I'm glad he's there. I feel better about that. People, there were some people sweating that a little bit. They really uh, they wanted. Mike McCarthy here. Hey, what a Super Bowl. Yeah, did he or is it Aaron Rodgers? Anyway, yeah, he's trying, showing Austin Powers clips to these guys, and they're like, you know, like that's really that's really locking in with the youth there. Mike, thanks. They're, these young players really digging Austin Powers, and you're showing them that and introducing that to the team. But, hey, do you so. They got a lot of talent, though. They do have a lot of talent. If they could only keep it straight for a year, they, they, could, they could be good, potentially. Still got a lot of holes to fill on defense after last year, but and they got they've again got talent in there. It's just a matter of can they actually keep everyone on the field at the same time? All right, 800-636-1067, I want to get to um, this Kyle Shanahan stuff um, with the 49ers still to come. Also, uh, I don't think I'm gonna have time to the NBA stuff needs a little bit more time to breathe with uh, some of the plans they have for COVID. Maybe I'll do that when I'm in on Monday filming in, but. Anyhow, the um, the Texans too. This is weird. We'll have to uh, get to that as well. Um, we were talking about Cam Newton earlier with in, in Mike McCarthy just a second ago. So he's the latest coach that's had to be asked the awkward question about Cam Newton, as Ron Rivera was the other day. Uh, the Cowboys claimed Will Greer off a of waiver. So there's another former Panthers quarterback that has worked at Cam, while Cam Newton does not. Um, many thought Dallas might consider signing Cam Newton. 
who was released Tuesday by the Patriots, Mike McCarthy, said that he believes Newton can still play. So he was actually a little bit more talkative about it than some of the other coaches were. But um, he says he's happy with the makeup of their quarterbacks. I don't know if he's the best person to ask about quarterbacks. I mean, they did carry Ben DiNucci on their active roster last year and actually try to play him, um, you know, when Andy Dalton got hurt. But anyway, and he went out and grabbed Will Greer. Very interesting. So that's where they are right now. I mean, the other thing here that's hurting, you know, Newton does have, and he already got the guaranteed money from New England. So, you know, you'd sign him for a minimum, but I believe there is some incentive to wait because he's a, he's a veteran to wait a little bit on signing him. And right now, there's no starting quarterback positions. It's going to take somebody probably getting hurt before he's going to grab a spot. And I, you know, I didn't go to the casino, or excuse me, I don't go to the casino anymore. We go to the app. I didn't go to the app on it, but I felt pretty confident that if he wasn't the starter in New England, that they wouldn't even bother keeping him around. And that's exactly what Belichick did. He, he chose to release him instead of keeping him there as the backup. All right, coming up, we'll do with the. Uh, a few more NFL notes before we call it a night here on Overtime. You want to squeeze in 800-636-1067, 800-636-1067. Scott Jackson with you here, Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Scott Jackson with you. We've got about 10 more minutes or so before we call tonight. So the uh, 49ers, as you know, have yet to announce who's their starting quarterback this week. I did find it funny that Ron Rivera admitted that uh, maybe because of last year announcing too soon about Dwayne Haskins is why he didn't bother going through all the ceremony this year. I mean, look, if you were at practice, if you were at training camp, I mean, when there's open days in Richmond – um, you knew who the starting quarterback. It was there was no competition. Obviously, the way they ran the quarterbacks out in preseason, it was going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick's job. You know, Taylor Heineke really. I don't know if he ever had a chance to steal it or not. But once they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was going to be the guy. Unless he just flat out sucked, and he didn't. You know, he's he's been fine. Now we'll see what he does in the games. Can he hold on to it for 17 weeks? Is a whole different story. Um, but Kyle Shanahan is not going to say who the starting quarterback is, although. Sure seems like it would be Jimmy Garoppolo since uh, Trey Lance has that finger 
injury that could affect his status for week one. And they kind of, you know, hid Trey Lance a little bit <clears throat> in a sense in uh, the way they used him in preseason. They used Garoppolo more. But at the same time, you know, even if Lance doesn't start, there's some feeling that they may do some things to get him on the field. You know, I don't, I don't know if any of that's good. I, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, the, the Saints did it with Taysom Hill, and I guess you could say it was to some success when they got in the red zone. You know, worked out okay for them. But I don't, I can't imagine Drew Brees ever really liked that. You know, I mean, if this guy is so valuable, then leave him on the field. You know, um, it's and, and Garoppolo is in a bad spot because he knows he's got zero future there. Um, now, granted, he's making like twenty million still, so it's not <laughs> that bad of a spot. But you know what I mean? He he knows he's got no future there. So if you start limiting his snaps or you know, putting this kid out there for X amount of plays. I don't know if that really serves him well or that is great for anybody involved. I don't know if that really helps him that much. Um, you know, and they're talking about that in Chicago, that maybe the Bears might slowly work in Justin Fields, you know, here and there and that kind of stuff. I and mean, that doesn't help Andy Dalton if you're going to, if you really want Andy Dalton to be successful in the beginning. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't think Shanahan's in this case, because he's got that ridiculous contract and he's actually, you know, he was in a Super Bowl two years ago. But it almost feels like in the case of Chicago, this is like one of those biting our time deals for coach and GM. Like, yeah, see, we got this young quarterback. Bring him along slowly. You gotta, you know, we got we gotta treat him right, you know. You, you snuggle up next to him to make sure you got a little job security. And I this was the thing where I think Jake Rudin blew it with Haskins as much as he hated the pick, and instead of like going out and, you know, telling your favorite ESPN reporter you didn't make you didn't agree with the selection, you probably should have just cuddled up to the idea that you're going to have to have a plan for this guy and present it and, and say, this is how we're going to bring him along. You know, he's, he's got these weaknesses, but he's got these skills and you're, you're bragging about how the kick could spin it, you know, instead of just sitting there, you know, basically giving up immediately, have a plan and how to do it. I mean, I'll give Chicago that you may not like their plan, but at least they have a plan. And obviously everybody's on board taking this kid in the first round there. And the you know, same thing in San Francisco. This is the guy they wanted. But, you know, Trey Lance has not played a ton of football in his life. I mean, when you really look at it, I mean, one full year of college football is not a lot. So I can understand the whole idea of being a little timid about it. But my feeling, and I think I said this last week, I just play these guys. I mean, the idea that Chicago, it, it, maybe there's more to it. Again, you know, there were some things. Um, there's always more to it than than the public knows. But you know, when they decided to, you know, take it, they would say take it slowly because the offensive line's not any good. Well, who's got a better chance of, of you know, surviving the play if, if the line's, if the line's not uh, going to protect well? Uh, Andy Dalton or Justin Fields? I would say Justin Fields probably is a little bit more athletic than Andy Dalton. <laughs> probably can move out of the way. And I get it. He got pummeled. In that preseason game against the Bills, because he didn't know where the blitz was, he didn't know where the unblocked guy was coming from. He didn't know where the hot, you know the hot read and all that. I get that. So, you know, tough lesson to learn. So I, I can understand that. So again, they have a plan. If they really stick to it, it's fine. But if it's one of these, hey, and I heard one of these GMs, these former GMs, talk about this, and this is how these guys think. It's like no, make the fans clamor for him. You know, so basically, like make it like when you make the move, make it so it's just satis- it's placating everybody and. You know, hey, we did what you wanted to do. So if it doesn't work, then, you know, you're not the bad guy. <laughs> Almost. It's like, well, I gave you what you wanted, but hold it back for a while, you know. And if, again, you're really doing everything right to, to formulate a game plan so when he does get put on the field that he's got to be in the best position, he's 
not going to take those kind of hits, terrific. That's fine. But if it's just really just doing it to, you know, milk the sea, you know, milk your contract or what have you, then you know, I don't like it. But I think it happens. I do think it happens with some of these guys, and it feels a little bit like that in, in Chicago. But maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe they have the purest intentions as to why they must see Andy Dalton for a few weeks. I don't know. But in, in Shanahan's case, I think it seems to be a pretty obvious decision. They have to go with Garoppolo because you know Trey Lance is not healthy. I mean, if he's got this finger problem, that's probably not something you want to throw him out in in week one. If he's truly got this problem, it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. All right, the other uh, quarterback thing I wanted to hit before we get out of here, this Deshaun Watson thing is so bizarre. I mean, they had put a depth chart out the other day with no backup, and Deshaun Watson, like, as a, as like a fourth stringer, like, way down there, like, had a blank, you know, had a blank thing behind Tyrod Taylor, they had a third, and then there's Watson, like, other quarter, listed as other quarterback. This is bizarre. So, like, he doesn't want to play there. They don't want to play him because they don't want him to get hurt. Um, they also don't want to lose, you know, they want to only trade him if they get the exact value they think they should get. Now, by putting him on ice and waiting all this stuff out, is that good? Because, you know, the last story that I saw in these court cases he's going to have to deal with, not going not to take place until after the football season. So, in theory... The NFL is really in no rush uh, and really is no right, I guess, to put him on the suspended list or the, you know, the um, commissioner's exempt list at this point. I mean, he's already pretty much on that list, I suppose, you know, self-imposed by the team because they're paying him not to play at this point. Um, they're just going to go ahead and just figure this is like we're investing in our in our long-term stock here. We're just going to, you know, keep him on the sidelines and safe and not going to let him practice, not going to let him do anything. We're going to keep saying he's got some bogus injury, which he really doesn't have, whatever they're doing. And it's just strange. They try to shut down training camp early to keep the media's eyes off of this whole bizarre situation, which obviously didn't work. But right now they've got Tyrod Taylor, and as Fred Smoot pointed out earlier in the hour, every time this poor guy starts, something bad seems to happen to him. It's always the, you know, so if you're the backup, you're in a great spot. they got Jeff Driscoll as the backup, and they've got Davis Mills. they got four quarterbacks <laughs> on the roster. I mean – you know, you're putting yourself in a weird spot already by having that many quarterbacks on your roster. You know, so you're short at another position because you're keeping four QBs. You're keeping it's a 52 man roster in, in, in with the Texans because they have no intention to play him. He has no intention of playing for them. And I guess you know, Pro Football Talk had flooded this idea earlier today. What if he wanted to you know ramp up the situation and said, "Hey, I want to." Uh, <laughs> I want to play, play me. And then, you know, what would they do then? I don't, I don't know. They tell him now, shut up. I mean, you know, what are they going to say? I mean, what's he going to do? You don't have to play him. I mean, seems stupid, but they could keep, you know, doing what they're doing. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to put him out there. He doesn't, like he's always said, he didn't want to play for the organization anymore. So I, I don't, I don't see that being a real option. What's interesting though is the Miami story is interesting to me because if they really want to get Tua out, I mean they, they don't believe in Tua clearly. If they wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson right now, look, you can say, "Well, Watson's done well, that's fine," but you don't know what the future holds for him in terms of all these court cases and the fact that you know really Tua barely got a chance. You know he played part of a season last year, he didn't play a full season. That's interesting, and then it almost seemed like Brian Flores kind of shut that down when he said things about players with character. And now they're saying, well, no, no, it's it's the owner, Ross, that wants, you know, wants 
the Deshaun Watson thing to happen. But hey, whatever it is, it's not happening right now because the price has not been right for the Texans. And it, you know, to me, the biggest concern I would have is just an observer. I don't, by the way, for people, no, the answer is no. <laughs> In terms of Washington, no. I mean, just you don't have to, you don't have to look very far. But no, just you know, this is not going to happen. After all the things that have went on here, that that's not happening. But what would concern me is if Philadelphia went ahead and made it happen because they got they've got some of the draft stock to do it for sure. If uh, Jalen Hurts does not come out and blow it up early, those the, those uh, drums are going to be banging big time in Philly because they already aren't against it. But yeah, with all the stuff that Sean Watson has going on off the field and all the stuff this organization has been through in the last year, not a chance. It, as they like to say, the optics would not work. Not at all. Not a chance. All right. Um, thanks to our guest tonight, Fred Smoot. Also, my man, Dave Rothenberg from 98.7 ESPN in New York. And uh, Tim Murray, Vissin, on the nightcap. You can check him out there for all your gambling needs. If you have any needs for gambling, that is. I think my friend Linnell might. Thanks uh, to Linnell Willingham <laughs> for tonight for producing. Um, and also Donald Hankerson. Scott Jackson saying so long till next time. We'll talk to you on the uh, Labor Day edition. I'll be on 6 a.m. bright and early with you. See you then. Have a great night, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.